Let me start this short homily with a quick survey. How many of you have finished your Christmas shopping for the year? Maybe I'd better ask this way. How many of you have not finished your Christmas shop? Those who have not are not quite as proud as those who have. They're, they're more reserved in this, in this zone. Men, let me ask you this question. How many of you don't plan to shop and you're going to ask your wife, what did we get the kids? <laughs> A few of us out there. What about this? How many of you are going to re-gift something this year? How many of you don't want to raise your hand because the person you're re-gifting to is in this room? There's no shame in it. We've all done the re-gifting thing. It can be a bit awkward, though, at times in certain moments. I remember someone once gave me a book, and they gave me a book, and they said, I got you this book, and I thought about you. I thought you'd really enjoy this book. And I said, oh, thank you so much. And I, I got the book, and I set it down on my, on my desk. And, and a few days later, I go, and I open up the book, and there, written on the inside, is, is an inscription. Only it's not to me. It was to the person who gave me the book. And obviously, they had, they had never opened it up to see what was actually inside of it. Of course, I've been on the other end of that as well. And when one occasion I, at one of these little college gathering things we did together, I presented one of my friends with a gift, and another friend there said, didn't I give that to you last year? I said, oh, uh, let's move along. Regifting is something that happens, and it's something that we all do, or many of us have done. Today I want to re-gift to you something, something that I do not feel ashamed or bad about re-gifting to you at all. It is the greatest gift that any of us can receive, and it's the greatest gift we can re-receive over and over again. But before I re-gift this to you, I want to tell you a little bit about this gift. It's an extremely practical gift. It is practical for every area of your life. That's good for where I'm at now because I'm at a phase of life where I appreciate very practical gifts, very uh, gifts that I can use, gifts that, that, that have uh, uh, some impact on my life. This does include the cookies that some people have left me on my desk. I appreciate that as well. Practical things that, that, that we uh, have. You know, you go through these different phases where the practicality of the gift doesn't really matter. I remember as a little kid, you could, you could give me a box of rocks, and if I had opened that, I would have been excited about it. Open up the rocks, oh, this is exciting. I can throw these, just as long as you don't throw them at people or, or, or glass and, or, or the, the little toy. Oh, look, this $5 toy that's going to be broken by the end of the day. It's not even going to make it to the, you remember some of those Christmas gifts that they're done before the day is even over. Those are very impractical gifts. But we, we get older and we start to become more practical in the things that we want until the point in our life at which we realize that unless the gift is practical, we don't necessarily even, even want it. Sometimes people will, will give us something and we'll, we'll smile and we'll say, oh, thank you, this is so great. And in our minds, we're thinking, what am I going to do with this? We'll think, what is it? I can't even re-gift this. We have those, those, we get to those phases in life. My mom is, uh, is good at this. She, she gives me things uh, at Christmas time every single year without fail that I have to ask her, 
why did you get this? And she goes, oh, I just thought it'd be cute. You can just go and throw it away or do whatever with it. And that's the whole point. Now I have to do something with it. It's not very, it's not very practical. But the gift that, that I want to talk to you about today is very practical in every area of your life. It can help you in your mental and your physical and your emotional health. It can help you financially. It can help you in your workplace. It can help you in your, in your family life. It is a very practical gift. Another thing about this gift is that, is that this gift is so practical and so intentional that, that it is only of value when you use it to its utmost capability. When you, when, you, when you utilize this gift to its fullest extent, that is when this gift becomes uh, uh, of most value to you. I remember a couple years ago, not too many years after we moved here and we had a snow, and Christina's car parks in the garage, but my car parks outside, so, but we were taking my car for some reason, and, and, and my car was covered in snow, and so we go get in the car, I start the car up uh, for Christina and turn the heat on, and then I get out and I take my sleeve, have you done this before? Take my sleeve and I start brushing off the snow. And then there's some, some of you have done that, you know what I'm talking about. And then there's, there's, there's the ice underneath it, so I take out a, a, a debit card and I start like, you know, scraping off the ice. I go to the mirrors and scraping off the ice. And then I get back in the car and Christina says, that's why I got you this. As she holds up an ice scraper. Of course, she could have told me before I had done the car. A very practical gift, an ice scraper, but only to the extent that you use it for its purpose. It was, it was a car decoration for me and not a, a, of the practical sense when it just sits there. Only practical if you use it as it was intended to use it. Another thing about this gift Another thing about this gift is that not only is it practical for every aspect of your life, but literally this gift will change every single element of your life. The last couple weeks we, we spoke about a couple babies that, that we think about during the Christmas season, John the Baptist and Jesus. And literally these two babies that were born on this earth and grew uh, into men they had a profound impact not only on their families but upon the entire world. Now, not every baby is going to have a profound impact on the entire world, but, but, but every baby does have a profound impact on somebody's world. Every baby changes uh, uh, someone's world in some way. And this gift is, is, is a gift that, that transforms your world, every aspect of it. I was thinking about, about babies and, and the impact that they have on your life, and I was thinking about my life when I wrote, children have impact every area of your life, and I thought, is that really true? Has every area of my life been impacted by my children? And I thought about my, my hobbies. Before my oldest son, Dayton, was born, 10 years ago, I was quite an avid golfer. I'd play regularly uh, two or three times a month, uh, that had actually been toned down from probably a couple times a week, at least at least once a week, a couple times a week. That had been toned down. But then we have this, this baby boy. And he was a good baby, but he was still a baby, so he took work. And, and I remember after he was born, suddenly thinking to myself when I would think about going out to play golf on Sunday or sometime during the week, 
I'm going to go spend three or four hours hitting this ball, and Christina is home with that baby. And suddenly, I didn't feel so good about going out and playing golf anymore. And in the last 10 years, I've played five full rounds of golf from two or three times. Yes, a baby changes everything. It changed, changed my hobbies. It changed my sleep habits as, as well. Some of you laugh, you remember this. This is the thing everybody remembers. It changed my sleep habits as well. I used to sleep in. Uh, I used to love sleeping in. And then you have a baby and you, you suddenly don't sleep in anymore. I'm just starting to get to that place where, I, where I'm able to sleep in a little bit more. Now, my wife would tell you that I've been sleeping in, that I always sleep in. But, but she gets up at 4.15 or earlier every morning. And that's just not humanly natural. So, so you know, if it's, before, if it's, seven, or, or, if it's uh, seven or before, it's, it's not sleeping in. Seven o'clock is sleeping in. But a child changed my, my sleep habits as well. Changed how I, my money. I have less of it now that I have, now that I have kids. Spiritually, as well, a, a child impacted my life in, the, in, in that it changed the way I looked at things spiritually. Even though I was a pastor before I had kids, I have to tell you that, that, that having a child makes you look at things in a whole new way spiritually. I, I thought more deeply about the spirituality with my, within my own home once I had a child. A child changes every aspect of your life. And this gift, this gift, this practical gift, not only can impact every area, every area of our life in a very practical way, but it literally changes every area of our life if we use this gift the way it was intended to be utilized. The re-gift that I want to gift to you today, if fully embraced in all areas of your life, will bless you in how you spend your time, will bless you in what you think about, will bless you in how you spend your money and what you talk about and, and how you work in your relationships and your health in everything. And of course, I know that the moment I probably talked about the gift that I want to re-gift you, all of you had pretty much figured it out. The re-gift, of course, is Jesus, but, but, but in a deeper sense, it's not Jesus because Jesus gave himself and only he can give himself to us, but the re-gift is, is the truth about Jesus and the truth about Jesus and what he can do in our lives and do for us. And turning your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 9, the first reading that we had this morning that Pastor Gaspar read, don't you love it when Pastor Gaspar reads something up front? In staff meeting, we literally want Gaspar to, to pray and to read things, just to, to hear that, that voice. So thank you, Pastor Gaspar. But Isaiah chapter 9, and we're going to begin in verse 2. And we'll read verse 2 in the first line of verse 3 before jumping down to verse 6. Isaiah chapter 9, beginning in verse 2. The people in walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. And now jump down to verse 6. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice 
and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. The gift is Jesus, of course, but, but what I want to re-gift to myself and to all of us is the reminder of the blessing and the impact this gift can have upon our lives. The things we just read about in Isaiah uh, chapter 9. Imagine if you didn't know what the gift was. Imagine if you had no idea what the gift was and someone came up to you and said, I have a gift for you. You heard people say that to you, I've had a gift for you. And our, our natural response is, what is it? I have a gift for you. What is it? And imagine this person then said, before I give you the gift, though, I want to describe, I want to give you some descriptions of this gift, and you tell me if you really want this gift or not. You tell me if this gift is really something you want in your life. And they begin to tell you about this gift, and they tell you, this gift will increase your knowledge and your understanding into things. It's, it's, it's amazing. It, it'll, it'll expand your, your view and your horizons and it, and it will make you smarter. You say, well, that sounds like a good gift. I like that. It will enlarge your, your influence. It will expand your influence. Also, this gift has the ability to increase your joy. Does anyone like to be joyful in here? We like to be joyful. This gift will increase your joy. No one wakes up and says, how can I get sadder today? Maybe there's a few people that do that. Extreme melancholy. But most of us don't wake up and say, how can I become more sad today? We like joy. This gift will increase your joy. They'll say, you know, some people have referred to this gift as, as wonderful, as a mighty gift, as a powerful gift. You know one of the greatest things about this gift they say to you? One of the greatest things about this gift is that it will never break. No more $5 thing that will be broken by the end of Christmas Day. This gift, it's, it's indestructible. You cannot break it. And then they say, and I also love about this gift that it just seems to bring peace to every aspect of my life. I can't, I can't even fully describe it. They say this peace is just, I don't know how to describe it. It, it passes all understanding. It is just an all-around great gift. And you say back to them, so you're telling me that this, this gift will make me smarter, it'll increase my knowledge, this, this, this kit, gift increases my influence, it makes me more joyful, it gives me peace in my life. Everybody who has this gift says it's wonderful, and, and mighty, and, and this gift will never break. Every person in the world would want a gift like that. Every one of us. And all of that gift, all of that truth, is what we just read in Isaiah chapter 9. That is the description of the gift that came to us through God. For God so loved the world that he gave... His only son, this gift, Jesus, is the one that, that increases our knowledge, that, that gives us joy, that gives us peace. This is the, the gift that, that provides influence in our life. This is a gift that does not break. He is a wonderful counselor. In other words, a close friend. Every person in the world would want that gift given to them or re-gifted to them over and over and over again. 
Here's the thing. If this were any other gift, we would automatically embrace it. If someone came to you and said, you know what, I can give you $10 million, and I guarantee along with this $10 million that it will give you joy, it will give you peace, it will give you influence, or someone says to you, hey, I can give you a job, and working at this job, you will come home every single day, and you will say, this job is wonderful, you'll say, this job is so peaceful, You'll say, this job is so joyful. Do any of you work up, wake up every single day and say that about your jobs? Would any of you like to say that every single day about your jobs? We would all take that job. We would all take that gift if it could guarantee those things in our lives. And yet when Jesus comes and knocks on the door of our heart, and says, here's what I offer you. We hesitate. Or we resist. Or we push away. Even though he offers all the things that we desire in a gift. For some reason, we, we're not sure. I would ask us to think about this as we leave 2018 and as we head into 2018. 19. As you think about the year ahead and, and the year behind, and, and maybe you think about the struggles you've had in the past year, the ups and the downs, maybe you're concerned about the ups and the downs that are coming in 2019. My prayer is that you would accept not only the knowledge of Jesus, but, but that you would accept the full gift of Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Not just a portion of him, but every aspect of him that, that, that you would allow him to impact every single area of your life so that you could have these things that you so desperately desire, so that I could have these things that I so desperately desire, that we would accept this gift, the only gift, truly, not money, not a job, not a relationship, the only gift, truly, they can give us joy, peace, knowledge, comfort. The only gift truly that is just and right and true is the gift of Jesus. If we would accept every other gift, can I just ask you, why not Jesus? All of Jesus in 2019. Jesus, we thank you for your grace, for your mercy, and we pray that you will open our hearts to receive you, Lord. We try to grasp and gain and gather in so many other gifts to give us all the things that only you are capable of giving us. So, Lord, help each one of us, those who maybe have done so before and those who have never done so previously, Help each one of us again to accept your gift of life and life more abundantly. In your name we pray, amen.